pain is temporary, pride is forever. On tonight's program, ladies and gentlemen, we have something that's going to make you sick. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Four Stars Podcast. I am your host, Hudson Forster, and I have four amazing women with me to hear today. We have the Miami Beach Rowing Club, and we have Josie Moskovitz, Charlotte Paley, Alexa, and Grace Matos. We have four Division I commits on here, and they are super, super pumped up to be on here today. And I cannot be more ecstatic to have you guys on. So thank you all for joining on today and uh, for tuning in. Yes, awesome. thank you. Thank us. you for, having, for us. having us. Yeah, we are of very course. excited for sure. Of course, guys, of course. So I guess, you know, the big question is, um, what is Miami Beach Drawing Club? How long have you guys been around? You know, what what's so great about your program and and how do you guys uh, develop that that team culture throughout your team and pass it on to future generations? All right. So Miami Beach Drawing Club is uh, has been around for forever and is we're right in the heart of Miami beach. We row down the Indian Creek, which is absolute perfect rowing weather, you know, no snow. We're always on the water, um, all year round. So it's, it's pretty great. And uh, I'd say we have a pretty insanely good team da- team dynamic over here. Our team is very close and we make sure that that's a, a pretty important part and one that we prioritize within our team. Cause that's what brings us, uh, success. Yeah. And, um, well, our club as a whole, we have four teams. So we have like the novice boys, the novice girls, the varsity boys and the varsity girls, and we each kind of function separately within this one unit. Um, so we'll all go to regattas together. We'll all practice at the same time, but we're in our own respective teams. Um, so yeah, we, we all interact with each other. It's, it's pretty cool over here. So we love it. That's awesome, guys. I mean, you know, it's, it's great to know that you guys are connected uh, and that team culture is up there because, again, we were talking about a little bit on, the, on Instagram live, you know, toxicity within a rowing club. Mm-mm. No bueno. Uh, it's always good to make sure that, you know, you guys are, are up and have good spirits and, and, and impacting others in a positive outlook, in a positive way. And I think that you guys are you know doing great. And uh, again, I cannot be more happy for you guys that you guys are doing something that you guys love keep going after there, you know, going after it every day. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, of course, of course, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, like, like you were saying about toxicity on a rowing team, um, like we were saying on the live, it's super important to us that within the varsity girls team, especially everyone feels as if they can be unapologetically themselves. So we have people from all different backgrounds, from all different countries, from Spain, from Portugal, from Paraguay, um, where else? Cuba, everyone's coming together. Russia, everyone's coming together. We row here together. Um, People are dancers, actresses, and we all are just one joint unit pushing together every single day. And I think what like our differences are kind of what keep us connected and keep us such a strong team. And um, kind of without that toxicity, everyone can be themselves. It's a really welcoming environment. Yeah, you know, rowing is already such a 
hard sport, not only physically, but also mentally. It can uh, take a big mental toll if the circumstances are not right. And so we, we do put it as one of our highest priorities to make sure that we all can last long in this sport and do as best as we can in this sport. Yeah, I think something really special about our team is that one person's success is everybody's success. And one vote that wins is every single person on the team's success because we all push each other each day and are happy for each other when they do well. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm going to be honest. I'm so proud of you guys. I mean, (laughs) seeing that from a rowing club, like, is just, it, it brings chills. And I'm sure your coach is very, very happy for you guys. Uh, you know, the fact that you guys are super connected and you guys understand, you know, you have empathy for one another and you, you push one another because, you know, external motivation is it, you can never go wrong with it. I mean, too much, maybe maybe a little, you know, you know, a little much for people. But, uh, you know, having that having that push to Im- impact and to inspire your teammates um, is, is one of a kind. Uh, on, the, on the Instagram live, you were saying that your rowing coaches have been changing, fluctuating throughout the years that you've been there. Um, you know, has it affected you guys in any possible way with your results, with your training regimens, with your team, um, or if you guys, you know, stay, you know, stood strong throughout it? I mean, yeah, it definitely did affect all of us because within that relationship, we all build super strong connections with our coaches. And well, us, for example, we were the last year that we had our novice coach. So right after that, she left. And then we had our varsity coach for two years. And then he told us right after our race at nationals that he was leaving to Boston to coach at a universe at Simmons university. And so he, this definitely affected us because of this connection. Um, But also this is why having such a strong and close knit team is so important because we were able to keep on building each other up, even though this kind of brought, this definitely took a toll because all of us were, afraid of how the new coaching would be and we didn't know how how everyone was going to react because we were already so used to a different style of coaching but because we all believe in each other and believe in our coaches I think I think the fact that all of us are very trusting of each other and of our coaches that we're going to build each other up and help each other succeed is very important and it's gotten us where we've gotten so far which is great yeah you know it takes a a while to get used to and get into the groove of a certain coach's type of coaching and every coach coach is different and so you know changing as often as we had it um it's pretty difficult because we kind of have to relearn and relearn as a team but I, I think we've we've done pretty well it's just it's all about trust we have to trust the coach trust the coach's process and trust each other that we're all gonna stick together and stick with it yeah it pushes us harder and ultimately makes us stronger so I think we've all gained a lot from that situation as upsetting as it was you know I that's great the fact that you guys you know never you know with changes like that it can it can do wonders to programs you see college athletes who you know their coaches change they transfer the you know they enter the transfer portal and it's uh it's tough um, you know, seeing that is, is, is difficult because then the team culture is everything kind of messed up and uh, it, it ruins a lot of, you know, a lot of teams. And um, I think that, you know, there is no transfer portal in, in, in youth throwing, but the fact that you guys were able to stay strong and to never give up and, you know, say, hey, this is our team. We're so one team. We have one purpose in mind. 
we're going to get after practice today. You know, even though our coach's style is it might, might, might change, it might differ, you know, our connection, our chemistry isn't going to change. Um, so that is always good to note as well. And, uh, you know, uh, W for you guys for doing well. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm not guys. Um, Charlotte, Grace, Alexa, and Josie, why'd you guys pick universities to go to and attend? All right. So um, for me, I'm going to the University of Texas at Austin and going through my rowing years, I, I knew that I wanted to keep um, improving my rowing and, you know, taking it to the next step. Uh, but at what program was the big question, because there are, although there aren't many rowing programs at the same time, there are many options and each one is very, very different. Um, but in the recruiting process, it was, it was a pretty crazy process. I would say as probably we can all agree. Um, but I uh, began talking to Texas and I just immediately saw the culture that they had there. Um, you know, be a, be a Texas teammate. <laughs> um, they're absolutely incredible. The coaches are great. They're such a successful team and um, they just really care about their athletes and the, the well-being and uh, success of the overall team as a unit. Yeah. Um, so I am rowing for the Harvard Radcliffe Lightweight Women next year. When I first started rowing after my novice year, I went up to Cambridge and I decided I was visiting Harvard, walking around the yard, um, just kind of like, you know, seeing if I liked it for the future. And we decided to wander over to the boathouse. Um, and it was during the summer, so nobody was really practicing or training there. Um, but uh, somebody let us in and actually let me take out a single and on the Charles. And this was, you know, during like novice year, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I got in that single and I rode on the Charles River and it was the most surreal experience of my entire life. I was rowing by and I'm like pretty sure we saw Jebby Stone row by on her single and um, just the whole experience was so surreal for me and I thought to myself that day I will be back here. I want to row here forever for the rest of my life. Well not for the rest of my life but for the next uh, four years after high school um, and you know, it, it kind of worked out. So throughout the recruiting process, it was, I always had that in the back of my mind when I was visiting other schools, talking to other coaches. And um, I was really hoping that I would like the team and the coach as much as I liked my experience there. So I would be able to choose it. And I really, I, I loved it. The coach was always like super on top of everything throughout the process. Like I felt that there was like this mutual, like, connection between her and I and the team and I and the very the team is very small they only recruit like four athletes a year um so it's very small and I was really hoping that it would work out for me and I really like that small environment um everyone knows each other it's very closely knit all of the uh age like seniors sophomores juniors freshmen everybody knows each other and um, yeah, I just, I really love everything about it. And I couldn't be more excited for next year and happy with my decision. I, uh, again, that is wonderful. And I want to get to the other two girls. I think it's important to highlight all of you, frankly. Uh, two things that you said, uh, Charlotte, I want to I highlight. Uh, you said connections with their teammates. And you also said uh, the fact that you, you know, being a Harvard women's athlete, uh, you said, you know, you said your whole life and uh, you're right. It is your whole life because you think about it, uh, that's going to stay with you forever. 
Um, that those those memories, those you know, life lessons, education, that's a, that's you know, stoned and instilled into your into you for the rest of your life. Um, I, I hope it's not you know written on your gravestone. Uh, <laughs> I do I do hope that you know that school is going to make you and, and grow you and make you a st- even stronger individual. Um, both athletically, academically, and just as a human, you know, as a human being. Um, it's important to know that, uh, you know, each school that you guys choose um, is, should be what's right for you, not for the prestige. Um, you know, prestige is great, but also so is your mental health, so is your happiness, um, and so is your, you know, overall well-being. Um, so, you know, I think all those universities that you're choosing to go to uh, have great, you know, resources and, uh, you know, ways for you guys to get help for, you know, strength and conditioning, uh, everything. I'm, I'm not going to sell you on your university that you already chose, you know, chose. <laughs> I think, I think uh, you guys are, you know, on to the, you know, a really good path. Um, so I guess for uh, the other Matos twin and for, uh, <laughs> for Josie, uh, you know, why Cornell and uh, why Duke? Um, well, I chose the Duke. I honestly, at the beginning of the recruiting process, didn't have a top choice for school, for team, I really didn't know much about the rowing world outside of high school. Um, So I don't know when recruiting started, I kind of started keeping track of that. And then um, finally visited, I visited Duke for the first time and absolutely loved it, but I knew it would be, it'd be very, very difficult because of honestly how high level their team is and because they're up and they're going up and up. And that's, that was also something that was very important to me. I saw that and, I don't know. I want to be part of that. I want to be part of something that's moving upward. And especially since um, rowing is going to be such a large part of the next four years, I wanted to choose a team that was as fun as it was good, I guess. Um, Because when I visited, I just saw that the immediate connection between these girls, when they were on the water, they were, they were screaming at each other, go Duke just during their pieces they were competing against each other but they were they were doing it together and that was something that I absolutely loved and I saw that and I feel like that's something that everybody needs everybody needs to experience something like that and in rowing I think it's amazing how possible that is and so I don't know I right when I got the offer I took it and I couldn't be more happy about it um so I'm going to Cornell And I had a little bit of a different experience than Grace, Lex, and Charlotte. Um, I didn't get recruited. I went through the normal college admission process. Um, It was never in my plan to row in college. I never wanted to, to be honest. But the past year and being on this team, I really realized, like you said in the live stream, that rowing is the ultimate team sport. And when you row, you're not just getting the workout and you're not just playing the sport, but you have this bond with your teammates. Um, And it's something that I realized I just wasn't ready to give up. Um, So when I got into Cornell, um, like in March, then I immediately knew that I had to contact the coach and um, we started developing this relationship and she's been instrumental in giving me advice and how to continue my rowing career. And now I'm planning to walk onto the Cornell team in the fall, and I couldn't be more excited. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> that is 
Awesome. Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy for you guys. Uh, I think again, you know, those universities and those teams that you guys are going to are, are definitely, definitely amazing. So we talked about coaching changes uh, and, you know, a little bit about Miami beach um, and what your team, you know, resembles and, and who you guys are. Uh, we talked about your colleges. We talked about that, but um, I want to, you know, I want to talk about time management. I think it's, it's important to know being a part of a, of a rowing team in high school can be, you know, in any sport can be, can be hard. Uh, and it could take a lot of time away from your social life, from school. Um, how do you guys manage um, just your your ordinary high school, having fun, you know, life to being a competitive athlete? Uh, a lot of people wonder, like, I, you know, I can't, or they, they're in a predicament. They're like, I can't row because I don't have enough time. People are always wondering, like, how, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to manage everything? So if you can give a couple tips, how do you manage rowing school and, and just being a kid? Yeah, so... Uh, we say that it's it's all about balance, you know, although we are rowing competitively and trying to do the best that we can on our high school level, it is all about um, balance and we are student athletes. So uh, the uh, academic aspect of our lives and social aspect is just as important. Um, so we try to balance as best as possible to uh, make sure that we don't burn out, you know, because burning out in rowing is a, a pretty common thing as much as we would not like it to be. Um, rowing is a very intense sport that if you don't have balance, it can go downhill pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so we're all in pretty rigorous classes, AP, IB, um, all that. And I think that the main thing that I do personally to give a piece of advice to the listeners um, is that I have a planner and I kind of like schedule out my days and I write down everything I want to get done that day. And I try to keep it like pretty manageable. So if I want to do my math homework and I know I have to go to practice, I'll write it all down and I'll have it like in front of me so I can see it, refer back to it and just schedule out my days, make sure that I don't miss anything. I, I think definitely having a planner is very important. Um, yeah, Grace. Yeah. And apart from that, um, if I don't know, if you don't do a sport like this you would think that it's a lot more difficult but it's because we've been doing it for so long it kind of structures our lives better than it would because we do have we do have free time and we don't think of rowing and of practice as something that like oh we're missing time with friends to do like this is just this is just part of it the same as school we have to go every day for seven hours it's just something that we do and then we work everything around it and this is, it's, we don't let rowing take over our lives. We do what we need to do. And then we go home, take a shower, eat whatever it is. And then we still, we all, I, I'm, I think I can speak for all of us when I say that we make time for our social lives as much as we need. Um, yeah, it's super important to us to keep it balanced. You know, as she said, we can't let it take over our life, although it is such a big part of our life. If it was our whole, our entire life. It, we we would not have very long careers in the sport, I don't think. Um, I think that from an outside perspective, it looks like we come to practice six days a week and we just work out and it's hard and we are just doing it to row. But we look at it as time to be with the team and we it's not something that we dread coming to practice. It's something we look forward to each day. So if um, you have a team dynamic as we do and it doesn't become work and it doesn't feel like it's taking away from the rest of your life because you want to be there every day and you want to go to the regattas and you want um, to win in the end and you want to be successful. 
Right. We keep it at a place where we still want to come to practice and are still so excited to uh, do well. And it doesn't become a chore or a, a task that we, you know, look down on every day. You, uh, you know, I think that's well stated. Every one of you said, you know, great ways to explain how you can manage your time. When kids are growing up, there's, uh, there's times where uh, parents push them to do sports. Um, and parents, you know, want their kids to get active, be involved with something, have a community, be a part of something. How your teammates hold you guys accountable? Well, I think it all goes back to that sense of trust that we have in our teammates. Um, I know that everybody has their own separate personal lives and they want to do whatever they want to do. But ultimately, I think that we all know that rowing is such an integral part of our lives and our success in the rowing world. Everybody knows that it's super important to everybody. And I think like the fact that we all trust each other. Um, I was actually talking about this with Grace the other day. We were talking about just like how we were going to prepare for nationals. And I was like, well, I'm going to I'm going to start eating healthier. And um, we were going to start going to sleep earlier. And we were just kind of talking about how we can maximize together. like together what we can do for our boat and make us the fastest possible boat at nationals. And. Um, I think that that's super important to talk to your teammates about it. And everybody knows that that you need to be prioritizing your rowing and your boat. And if not, then I don't really think this is like the sport for you. You have to know that you have to get every little ounce of speed out of your boat and do whatever you possibly can do to make that happen in your personal lives as well. So rowing isn't just at the club from 430 to 7. It's round the clock 24 seven thinking about how you can make your boat fast and your team fast. Yeah. And this is something that all of us know. We know like we all in that we don't do it for ourselves. So we don't really need to hold each other accountable as much as we all want to see each other succeed because we are a team and we're all placed in different boats. So we're all doing it for each other. And especially with nationals coming up, that's, that's very relevant. As Charlotte said, we've been, I don't know, but our team is very good at communicating and using, uh, making sure they do do the right thing. So, right. We all have to recognize that we each, although we are separate people and have our own, you know, erg splits, whatever. Um, we are all in the end of the, at the end of the day in one boat and make that boat go fast only when we work together. So each person has to recognize that they do have a job to do when out rowing. Um, and to not let the whole team down, you know, it's a not let the whole team down. That's a little aggressive, but, um, you know, we are in one boat. And if one person is not uh, being as responsible as they should, it, it does affect the whole team in the end. And um, we always like to say, if you can't pull for yourself, pull for the girl in front of you. So, you know, it all goes back to that sense of spirit within the boat and that sense of togetherness and if you can't do it for yourself do it for the girl in front of you or the girl behind you and you know do it for your coxswain too i mean you know yeah and the coxswain exactly i mean each person is their own human being um and uh holding people accountable for showing up to practice and being ready to you know yam on it each and every day is so 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 important and i think that you guys have a great handle on that and how to how to manage you know everything in your life to structure and uh, structure is key, uh, and so is uh, so is being happy and your and your your overall wellness. How do you regulate your your mental health, um, and how do you regulate just um, sleep? Do you guys get enough sleep? Like I, again, sleep is so important in the sport. 
and uh, in your life? So mental health is such a big topic in the, uh, I guess, student athlete realm right now in general, but uh, we definitely, that's definitely something that we have to put at the front of all of our training and make sure that that does not go downhill because when it does, it, it can go really quickly and really, um, really, it can go really bad. So uh, it just all comes back down to balance and seeking out resources that you uh, need at the, at the start of when things are, are getting pretty bad. You know, you can always rely on your teammates and coaches. Uh, those are always a great support system, but I think seeking out help and keeping a good balance is always super, super important. I think that our coach and our teammates are really good about um, helping with our mental health because we all understand that to perform at our peak condition, you have to be both physically and mentally available. Um, so we all prioritize that number one, and we like ensure that we are in a good mental state to then go on the water and be able to use our physical abilities to succeed. Right. As much physical as rowing is, it's also equally, if not more, the amount mental, you know, like sitting in that 2000 meter race, although around seven, six minutes does not seem like a long time. It really is a long time to stay, stay strong and stay present. So just, just working on that every day and relying on your uh, teammates to keep you there is super important. hundred percent, hundred percent. I think uh, 2000 meters can seem like a, like a whole century to some people. And it can seem a lot to Coxons, you know, Coxons can lose their voice, frankly. It's like, how can you lose your voice by talking for seven minutes? I mean, it's a lot. And they're sort of screaming, they're yelling, they're trying to keep everyone composed and themselves, their teammates, like the whole boat. It's like, it's so important too. And I think, you know, Coxons are a pivotal role in, in helping that boat go, you know, go fast. And uh, it can, it can change the, the team atmosphere when you're on the water. I mean, you know, Coaches have different ways of, of instilling, um, you know, respect for their coxswains and how they choose to, you know, go about each one, you know, each one of their teammates and athletes. Um, but um, how do you guys, you know, connect with your coxswain um, out, out of the boat? Uh, and what do you guys do to make sure that you guys are all on the same page? Yeah, you know, coxswains, as you said, are equally as important as an important uh, part of the boat as the rowers are. Uh, they keep everyone in line and you know, keep us uh, motivated in there. So uh, shout out Gemma, our, our coxswain right now. Uh, the way that we all have to bond and listen to her and trust her is uh, like, so it's so important that we have all our trust in her. Um, so we, we always make sure that outside of rowing, you know, it's, it's always a, a big thing to to do things together team bonding experiences so that we can build that trust and maintain that trust um because as you said in a 2000 meter race the only one that we are listening to is the coxswain so whatever they are saying is what's keeping us going in the end right i think that um having a good bond with your coxswain is just so important because it's almost like like they can read your mind like they know what to say when you need it when you feel like your arms are about to fall off and your legs are numb. Like it's their calls that oftentimes keep you motivated. And it's just so important. Um, our Cox and Gemma, one of our favorite things that she says is pain is temporary, pride is forever. And she does pair calls and it's just so motivating. And it, I really do believe that they play like as big of a role, if not more than we all play an equal role in um, succeeding in all of our races.
Yeah. And as much as we want to hear from Gemma, what like she has to say to us, like in the moment, it's usually pretty like sudden what she says. We're not expecting it, which is like the best part. She'll make this amazing call that we've never heard before. And the boat will just surge. Um, Like at the same time, she also wants feedback from us. So if there's like a specific call that we want to have in the race, she'll call it. Um, If there's something we don't want, she won't call it. And um, I think that connection, that relationship, that trust that we have with each other um, is just what ultimately makes our boats go fast. And I think here at Miami Beach, I I know that for a lot of different teams, it's different. But um, for us, we're very lucky because our coxswains are integrated in everything we do on the water and erging. They're always here. They come to practice all the time, even if they don't necessarily have a job to do at that moment and they use it and they, they use that to be with us and to, I guess, connect. And like Charlotte said on the water, just, there's just things that we need to hear to keep going. And that helps us so much. And people don't, people that don't row don't know how important it is. It doesn't, it might not look like it, but when you're doing that as, as hard as it is for 2000 meters, that's just, it's sometimes one of the only things that does keep you going. And especially like now that we're in coxless boats, like Grace and I are in a double and usually our races are pretty silent. And um, (laughs) like, we really don't say anything to each other. Um, and I think that it's, it's, it makes it feel a lot longer and yeah. it's, it's tough to get through those races without that voice pushing you forward. It really is a whole different atmosphere when you don't have a coxswain in the boat, you know, coxswains have the power to make boats go faster and make, uh, the whole atmosphere different, uh, because even just hearing all that motivation, it does make you go faster um, I guess for each person it's different, but uh, I, I'll speak for myself here. Uh, all that motivation definitely does help and keeps us together. So, well stated. You guys are like seriously like insanely spoken, you know, individual. Like, I mean, the women on Chicago as well. Like you guys just know what you're talking about. Like you guys like literally have your stuff together. Like, well, <laughs> done. well done. Oh my gosh. Well done. Thank you. Uh, yeah, of course, guys. How do you guys get people to join your team at Miami Beach? Like, what do you guys do? Our team, like, kind of has been selling itself for the last few years. Um, like, as we've been winning state championships, regionals, and nationals, um, the club has kind of gained publicity and has built itself up. Um, and I think we've been, like, each and every year more and more successful. And I think especially this year after we graduate, this is really the first year that we have so many recruited athletes. I don't think our club has ever seen anything like this. With We have um, kids going to Harvard, Duke, Texas, Cornell, of course. And then we have um, Princeton. We have uh, USC. We have kids going all over the country, um, Stanford. And um, so I think people seeing that is definitely going to attract a lot of new um, rowers, from the community and um, also like, we'll do whatever we can to um, represent MBRC, to bring in people. Um, You know, we've spread the word. Everybody that um, comes here to tour is always um, completely taken by the beautiful water and the whole team kind of working together. Um, And I think it kind of sells itself. 
Yeah, and an- another thing that's great about our location that also plays into bringing people in is uh, the waterway that we do row on is right next to such a busy, uh, it, not busy necessarily, but a very popular road that you know has all the big hotels on it and a lot of tourists around there. So, um, uh, you know, people are just constantly walking past, taking photos, videos of us, asking us, what are you guys doing? Like, where do you guys row from? You know, what are you guys doing? And um, we've, it's definitely happened on um, many occasions that we'll tell them, oh, yeah, we're down at the Shane Water Sports Center, Miami Beach Rowing Club. Um, and they're like, oh, I'm going to go check it out. So our location definitely plays such a, a big part, you know, who, who wouldn't want to row in Miami Beach? It's just, it's perfect over here. Um, another thing is just the mindset. I think that people look at rowing as a sport that you should be six feet tall and um, way more than a lot of the girls that go to our high school, for example. But I think that our team specifically um, really proves that doesn't matter how tall how much you weigh you can still be um strong and successful in the sport and i think a really good example is grace just to give a little bit of background all four of us and most of our team has been rowing lightweight for our entire all of our years here except for the last one and a half i would say and so we always heard that it's a lot more difficult because we were not capable of being as big and strong as these other girls that are recruited for um, Texas or whatever it is and thinking about the Duke team I personally am I'm pretty sure the shortest recruit on the team and so I think it's important like Josie said that you could like these people even like our team is big but um, our team is also mostly lightweights and so they see now that it's possible to join a team like this and do well because it doesn't I don't know being huge doesn't make rowing I guess Ergs don't float <laughs> oh, I think you're right you are 100% correct putting your mind to something and going after it will give you rewards and it might take a long time it might be pretty quick depending on the person but you know never give up always keep doing you and uh knowing that you have a purpose in mind and know that you have supporters know you have your teammates to push you along and your coxswain and coaches to to get you to where you want to be. Growing has definitely made us all such such strong people in our everyday lives, you know, the mental aspect of the sport, physical aspects, having to uh, be with the same people every day, having to learn how to work with other people. It just has overall created such, uh, turned us all into such well-rounded people. And, um, you know, all the, the people and connections that we make at regattas and all of our rowing events are just ones that we'll have for a lifetime. And, you know, we're all in the same boat. Yeah, and I think that um, <laughs> we're all in the same boat. Uh, so <laughs> I think that like, even though even though we're going to uh, colleges completely in different parts of the country, we'll all stay connected. And I think that the relationship that you make with your teammates rowing in a boat together, you have to be completely in sync, like we were saying before. And I think like the relationship and the bond that you make with somebody that you have that sort of synchrony with is just something that never goes away. And I know that I'll have the people sitting around me right now, Grace, Alexa, and Josie, they'll be in my life forever. And rowing pretty much created that. And I'm so thankful every day. Yeah. You know, people, people often don't understand rowing, you know, it's a, not a very popular sport. 
So the fact that we can, we're able to create a community and uh, also with what you're doing, you know, spotlighting the community, we really appreciate it and love it. Um, we think it's absolutely great to, for the rowing community. Hey, big ass for the rowing community, baby. Let's, let's go, man. Come on. We got to make yeah. sure everyone's, everyone's <laughs> being involved. Everyone's getting highlighted. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. You know, if anybody who's listening here wants to be highlighted or spotlighted by Four Stars Podcast, hit me up. Don't be shy. Um, I feel like I'm a, I'm a positive guy. And this was another episode of Four Stars Podcast. I'm your host, Hudson Forster. And I have had the Miami Beach Rowing Club with me today, the varsity women's team. We got Josie, Alexa, Grace, and Charlotte. Uh, wonderful people, wonderful athletes. And uh, thank you all for listening in and take care. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was great.